seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill of W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with The Spark Social. And together we make up the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. So today... We have joining us a very special guest, Pat Brown from Rent Sons, which is a local organization. And just to give you a little bit of background on Pat, well, I guess I should probably start with a little bit of, you know, what is Rent Sons? Yeah, that would be a, a um, good start. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rent Sons is a uh, local uh, organization. Actually, they're expanding uh, their market influence into all areas of Rhode Island and into. Uh, the Boston area, and they have sons and daughters that they make available to people for home services, odd jobs, and uh, manual labor type of jobs to help folks with things around the house, moving, painting, all sorts of odd jobs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify, don't have a lot of kids. <laughs> you know, we call them workers, sons and daughters. They're oh, not all of us. Yeah, right? you know that's a good. That's a good. That's a good clarification. That's a good. That's yeah, a very well, good clarification. You gotta understand. You know, Justin's from a big family, so he was thinking. Yeah, I have six kids, so I'm just naturally in that. I'm in that vein right there. Anyway, Pat's going to explain a little bit more about the history of Rent Sons and their philosophy and what they're doing. But let me give you a little bit of background on Pat himself. Starting by knocking on every door in his own town to pay for college, then randomly doing water special effects concerts for a bit. That sounds very interesting. We may ask you about that. Uh, then back to having other people knock on doors to build Rent Sons here in Rhode Island. Pat is an interesting person. Well, there's no doubt about that, or otherwise we wouldn't have had him on the podcast. <laughs> uh, he likes to look at life as a grand adventure. He sees everything having deep beauty and meaning, and he can also boogie like it's 1999. All right, so Pat is the CEO and first son of Rent Sons, and we have him on your podcast today. We're very fortunate to have him, so welcome, Pat. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a long commute. My office is right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, a lot of us share the same co-working space, which is Rooms and Works right here in Providence. So. Which is the coolest space. All right. So, so Pat, uh, give us a little bit of background on Rent Sons, you know, the sort of origin story of how yeah. this came to be, and... You know, basically, what's what's the why? You yeah, know? yeah. Well, classic college kid story, right? I um, was broke, was a lifeguard, making eleven bucks an hour, and had needed to pay for college somehow. And my my parents went from like kind of wealthy to not super wealthy, and it was just the classic like two thousand eight. Like almost a lot of people like went through that. So right. okay, so the economic downturn of two thousand and eight. Yeah. yeah it was Welcome tough. to the job market. There are no jobs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was just tough. So I ended up deciding I've been one of those people that when my back's against the wall I'm like I gotta do something kind of those fight people versus the flight um, so which is probably why I got in a lot of fights in high school <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so um, yeah so I basically printed out went to Staples I printed out some flyers that said quality service at the cost of an allowance without the complaining of an actual son 
And that was my first tagline. It's quite the mouthful, that but I had it down. And um, I just knocked on every door and I said, hey, I'll do whatever you want for 15 bucks an hour, which is $4 an hour more than I was making as a lifeguard. And I legitimately didn't know what weeding was. I didn't know what guard, you know, like how to guard in. I could not put a nail on a wall for at least two years. Wow. Um, yeah, I was very unhandy. But every time I get to a job, I would just YouTube how to blah, blah, blah. And then I would go do it and I would just give it my absolute all and not be done until that was... You know, they were super happy with it. So that ended up, you know, every summer I would work my butt off and I would make just enough money to pay for college and cash. And I would walk up to my, you know, the hall. I don't even remember what it's called, but I'd give them 10 grand and I'd give my house housing 10 grand and I was broke pat again. That's <laughs> impressive though, to have a summer job pay for college these days. You you, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But with friends sons, apparently you can. Yeah. So... <laughs> It was just a super valuable experience for me. It learned a lot about community, learned a lot about creating relationships with an older generation, someone that was like super awkward and nervous to talk to. And now I have, I must have at least six moms, second moms of mine. The reason that we wanted to have you on the podcast today is talk to you about the brand story of Red yep. Sons. And of course, story, you know, is compelling and I think your how you started is compelling I mean like you said you had your back up against the wall it's like I got to do something right yeah. so you started out worked with what you had sort of built the plane as you were flying it yeah and now you're you know your personal experience obviously you carried that forward into the company that you started yeah I ended up seeing this immense value it was in my life People don't realize, I think, the value of community and the value of hard work and what it does for your entire life. And especially at this time between 18 and 25, where you're in this figured out, I have no idea what I want to do with my life stage. This odd job platform or real model has this ability to really form your character and allow you to explore what it is to live a full life and what it, what is the life I want to live and being able to connect with these this older generation that can pour wisdom into you and you can see them and walk up to a big house and see their marriage or see whatever in their life and be able to foresee like, oh, if I listen to this person or if this person gives me advice, it might be good advice that I can use to become who I want to be one day. And that was what really inspired me is these people that I really looked up to speaking life and speaking truth into who I am and who I desire to be. And so that really inspired me as I went out to build off my first business, which was the, the water hologram concert. So you, you had this personal experience of doing the odd jobs and building these relational bridges with the people that you were working for. And then you went into water holograms. So <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So at a high level, 18, you know, all through college, every summer I would do odd jobs to pay for school, but it wasn't, I never thought that I would have like an Uber of odd jobs company. Mm -hmm. Uber wasn't a thing yet. It was just, you know, I just was like a landscaper at the time. Yeah. So I never really saw a future for it. And I would actually purposely do things to not continue to do that. So every Wednesday at 7am I would uh, shovel horse poop. <laughs> and I would get paid 15 bucks for that. And mm -hmm. I would just do it so I would know, all right, you're going to do this so you don't do this for the rest of your life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it gave me the motivation to do aqua. Quick story. I ran the surf club at URI. I was the president of the surf club. I want to make the club cool. So I threw yeah. concerts. The concerts got rained out, two of them in a row. <clears throat> so I was like, what if a show couldn't get rained out? Came idea for a water show. Started Googling water effects. Found the craziest stuff ever. I was like, oh my gosh, water concert, aqua. Told my best friend, and 
we jumped up and down, went to Home Depot, started trying to build these effects, and then ended up pitching it to all the biggest DJs in the world as ambitious young college kids do. No one answered. We then got the best talent buyer, convinced him. He has to be our partner. He then pitched it to the number one DJ in the world. And then for my senior year of college, we did a U.S. tour with um, 10 shows, 10 days, 40,000 people with Hardwell, who was the number one DJ in the world at the time. It's this crazy back-to-back, like all top artists in the world. And I think a lot of the skills I learned from the odd jobs helped me build that first career. Sure. So, so. now you're, you're traveling the U.S. You've got this water show. You're hooking up with some major names and influencers. When, when did you make the turn from that back to developing Rent Sons? Yeah, so the big moment was I had a contract with Fish for Master Square Garden for New Year's Eve. Um, and then I had a contract with String Cheese Instant in Colorado for New Year's Eve. And it was two of the biggest touring water special effects concerts on the same night. It was ridiculous. I had Beyonce coming to one show. It was We were working with this company called Tate Towers that does... Taylor Swift, does Bieber, does everybody. And so that was basically the big moment, if that went well, that I was now the water guy for the entire um, music industry. And then as we're doing this, we're traveling, we're working 20-hour days. I'm seeing people farther along in their careers, and maybe their 50s, that look like they're about to... (laughs) about to die because <laughs> it's just super intense work like these are these people work harder than I've ever seen anyone they'll work a 20 hour day not eat a hot dog drive four hours and do it again as if it's nothing I was living in Vegas here and there in like a hotel and I was thinking about and I was real old school I wanted to get married at 24 I didn't and I was thinking like oh man what's the kind of life that I really want you know I don't know if I want this lifestyle like if I keep going this route and I just keep running this rat race and chasing the next big deal big deal big deal I'm gonna end up like these guys, I don't know if I really want to do that, like just because it seems not the life that I wanted. And so it kind of was this big moment of like, all right, you've got the you've got the fame, you're getting the money, you're getting the deals, and this isn't what it's cracked out to be. Mm-hmm. So in this big aha moment with my business partner, we said no to both contracts and bailing on the whole business altogether. And oh. just walking away from it. And it was scary. Yeah, it was really intense. It was like I walked away from a lot of money and into a little bit of debt to walk to walk into that, you know, to walk away from that. But it must have been difficult because though. having financial success, being able to work with some really big names, I'm sure had its attractiveness to it. Yeah, like who doesn't want to do New Year's Eve Madison Square Garden? Right. That's the Right. Like, dang. Yeah. It's crazy how much I knew that wasn't right and I gave it up and I have total peace about it. So you decided, all right, I got to walk away from this. And then after that, what happened? So that was October 2016. And I spent the next month looking for a job and no one called me back. (laughs) Realized I might not be like cut out for the workplace. I almost worked for uh, Charity Water for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, I just was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wasn't really trying that hard. <laughs> I didn't really want a job, honestly. I liked their Facebook page. I don't know why they didn't hire me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so um, I ended up um, reading a ton of books. So I just went, I dove headfirst into books and I read a book a week, every week. And I wrote a book report in every book I read. And then I would highlight all the common aspects of every book, trying to figure out like, what does it mean to live great life? I ended up writing my own book called Life to the Full that winter as I was reflecting on everything. So it's like a private book. And I started realizing as I was reflecting and really thinking, and I went on this trip to Puerto Rico 
this was kind of the big moment as I picked up the book Shoe Dog, which is the guy that wrote, um, Phil Knight built Nike. And right before he builds Nike, he goes on this run through Oregon and he talks about how he has all these doubts, his fears that he graduated from Stanford. He's in this no name town and how he was like thinking and processing everything and all these doubts and fears and working through it, but feeling like he had this real big idea that is crazy, but realized that every, every world, every idea that's ever changed the world was crazy. And I read that right before I went to Puerto Rico. So I realized I'm going to go to Puerto Rico and when Do I get back, surfing. I'm going for my crazy idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I think that's an important component, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. It, to, to, it, to obtain success in life, you must be a surfer. Time. Write that down, everybody. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> All right. So you went to Puerto I Rico. To beach. I'm going to surfing. It's the key. It's the key, key message to pull key from element, right. I get birth so, <laughs> You're in Puerto Rico. You're like, all right, when I get back, I'm, I'm starting the big crazy idea. Yeah. And so the crazy idea started forming as I was writing the book and I was reading. And what I realized is that all the things that I needed to make Aqua work was a lot of perseverance, like not giving up after a 20 hour day, this idea of thinking big, like I know I had just came up with this idea, but I'm going to go for the number one DJ in the world for my first show. This idea of community, realizing that I was lacking community big time and realizing that, and I'm a big, I love going to church and my church is, is my community. That's what is the thing that makes me come alive the most. And I would see people only once a month be like, Oh, you know, you're traveling the world. I never see you anymore. And, and I think all of that made me um, realize that there was this mass beauty that came from this rent sons model that allowed me to work really hard, allowed me to learn what it was like to persevere, allowed, allowed me to problem solve when things didn't go my way. I was going into a weird job. It allowed me to build these like interpersonal skills with this next generation. And I realized the value that was books was as far as the reason books were important is because you're taking these people that are extremely successful, have made it, quote unquote, made it in life. And they're giving you their wisdom and you're getting that for 10.99 and you're able to digest it and learn with that. Right. So you gain that insight. And so I realized that when I got to work for people, you know, that are really successful entrepreneurs or successful business owners or or whatever, and I'm getting moved their couch with them for eight hours a day and they're giving me pieces of advice. I need to take this time extremely seriously because it can really impact my life. Sure. And people don't really get that when they walk into you well, know, I think that's a, sometimes. that's a good thing to highlight because, yeah. you know, you were doing these odd jobs, right? And I think it's easy to dismiss it and go, well, this is just what I'm doing while I'm getting ready to do something else. But to realize that, no, I need to take advantage of every moment I have with these people and make use of this time yeah. because this is part of what I'm doing yeah. is very, very insightful. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I think that, you know, you came back from developing this very uh, profitable company with the Aqua. And you're like, nah, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So you took some time out, sort of recalibrated. You're reading a lot of these books. You come back. And now you're focused on how can I build something that is a value to, valuable to me, right? Yeah, and, crucial. Right. It was part of what made you you. And you also knew that making this relational connection with the next generation up or two generations up was valuable to you. And so you started with your why and the what then flowed out of that. It's like, well, what can I do that will hit all of these bases? And then the what evolves from that and you're like, oh, I can do this, which hits all these bases, hits all these notes. So I think that's, you know, as far as a brand and, you know, I work with a lot of people on helping them develop their brand. But the, at yeah. the core of it is always why. Because if you're not authentic, 
Yeah. Forget it. Do something else. You, the why has to drive you. And I can see, you know, hear from your stories that these things is what, is what was driving you. Yeah. You know, the community aspect, the relational aspect, you know, being part of something bigger than yourself. My big why for sure was I had a lot of friends either commit suicide or were very depressed or had drug issues that ended up dying. It just was like one after the other. And I was like, how many funerals do I have to go to? You know, and it really felt hard when I felt like I was living a full life and I was feeling really um, just love life. And to see friends that were so upset with life that they decided that it was better to either drown themselves in drugs or kill themselves was just heartbreaking to me. And it's something that plagues this generation. So I think that's the real passion and my real why is like helping young adults figure out what it means to live life to the full. And and I just thought that this model of odd jobs was this thing that really brought everyone close together to really mm-hmm. be there for one another, learn about life, learn about hard work, to help them build these skills that they're going to need for their entire lives. That, no, that's think, the why. And I think that's an incredibly strong why. Obviously, it's what's made Rent Sons what it is. I wanted to touch a little bit on sort of the, you know, the philosophy of Rent Sons. You know, you, we talked earlier in, about core values, and you mentioned that agape, which is another word for love, right? Growth mindset and finishing strong were sort of the three legs of the stool for, yep. for for your core values. So maybe you can just explain a little bit about each one of those and how those came to be. Yeah, it's funny. Agape is number one value. Agape is the highest form of love in the Greek language. It's unconditional love. So if you think about the world today, it's very conditional. Like, you do this for me, I'll respond in this way, and that's that's how I'm loving you. But true unconditional love is getting smacked in the face and still loving them through it all. Mm. And when I look at the news and I look at the world, and it's so conditional, and it's so... Transactional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, we need to hit people over the face with like love and respond in love every time. It's definitely hard. It's not easy to agape love people, especially when you're getting smacked in the face, you know, but that's the kind of love that really the world needs. And I think that's, that's our stance. So that's how you kind of model your business internally with your team and then externally with your clients, you would say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's like our big thing, you know, try to always go back to that for loving the sons, loving the neighbors, you know, how does that all play out? And definitely it's hard. I get tempted all the time. Like I have a really difficult thing I'm dealing with right now mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to do that well is tough, super tough. But I would say that the concept of agape and incorporating that into your why, definitely a distinguishing mark between you and any other home services company or you and any other company, period. I mean, Google originally started out and their whole philosophy was, you know, don't be evil. Well, <laughs> I think they turn to. <laughs> yeah, I think they push that aside a little bit. Just a little. Um, but you know, for Rent Sons to say no, first and foremost, we're all about unconditional love. We internally, that's what we represent. Externally, that's what we project. Yeah, I think that is far and above what you're going to find in a lot of other companies or organizations. You know, the growth mindset and the finishing strong probably something that people are a little bit more familiar with. But those are the other two. So, you know, growth mindset, is that is that internal and external or how does that work inside? Yeah, so the growth mindset is this idea that you can rewire your brain based on, you know, how you look at situations. You know, if you can take criticism really well and go at this mindset, it's like, I just always want to be growing into my best self and I'm not going to let pride get in the way. You could really become someone that's uh, 
basically at a new level that you never thought you could ever be. It's, you can always like become better and you can grow yeah. into, but it comes from being humbled and saying, all right, I suck at this. Like I need to grow. And so it's been cool reading Ray Dalio's book principles. I don't know if you've read it or heard no. of it. Ray Dalio has one of the most successful um, investment companies in the world. And his culture is all about extreme truthfulness and being just extremely real with everyone so that everyone can learn and grow. I can get on board with that. Yeah, it's <laughs> really cool. good. Yeah, it's really, really good. So it's worth checking out, but it's been interesting learning think, about that. I think we're going to need to provide links of the books that you're recommending because they sound yeah. really interesting. So. Yeah, I love to recommend books. Okay. <laughs> Uh, definitely, we'll include those in the show notes. Yeah, mm-hmm. reading is so important. I tell anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur, I'm like, that's the number one thing you need to do. Do you still read like a book a week or a month or something? Um, not as much as I like, but I started. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had less time. But what I've been doing is I buy a book and I also buy the audiobook. Nice. So then I read at night and then I audiobook during the day mm-hmm. as I'm driving around. That makes sense. That way yeah. I can crank them out. Do you do podcasting or are you? Gonna- I do podcasts too. Yeah. For sure, I love podcasts. Obviously. Yeah. Right. So it's that idea of like, oh, I don't know. Well, I'm gonna learn. Right. Versus like. Oh, I don't know, and I can't. I just don't know. And that's yeah, it. placing limitations on yourself. So that like really loops back to like when you started Run Sons, you gnawing something on a wall, but you're like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. So literally, that's important. Literally least handyman you've ever met. <laughs> but now you run a company. A that, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's the journey and it's the path. So that matters. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. like it's about saying, all right, I don't know how to do this, but I want to learn how to do it, and I'm gonna work on and practice till I can be good at it. And that's just, it has nothing to do with like actually painting a wall. It's mm-hmm. about the ability to say, I stink at this, but I'm going to get better. I'm going to give it my all. So that characteristic transcends into everything else in life. Mm-hmm. And so it's just building that into your, who you are. Mm-hmm. And that 18 to 30 is where you're able to really make the most adjustment, I think, because um, you're pretty humbled at that point. You're like, shoot, I have no idea what I do with my life. I just the college, so... I have a, so off the before we started the podcast. So you started Run Sons, and it was you. It was solo. Yep. Can you tell first us a little? Son. The first son right here, and then can you tell us a little bit about where you are now with Run Sons, just so our listeners understand? Yeah. So I started it going on two years ago. May May first is our two year anniversary. So now we have I have a manager in East Bay, South County, Providence, Boston. And then we're launching Cape Cod on Monday. Good season for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Martha's Vineyard, South Coast Mass, Sasha Boston. So that's our new local communities. And then I have a assistant, Julia, she's amazing. Full-time schedule, Catherine. Then I have a business development guy, Dan. And then there's senior sons that do that lead up jobs. And there's sons that do sons and daughters that do the jobs. Mm-hmm. And then we have pros that lead up big jobs. And then kind of educate the sons as they go on how to do certain different, you know, help hone their craft. So in the summer, we're hoping to hit around 200 sons and daughters working jobs, serving over 2,500 neighbors that we help out. Wow. Yeah. So hopefully hit around 5,000 this summer. Wow. That's a good size. Now, that's amazing. Yeah. Did you, as, as this was starting to scale and it got beyond yourself, was it easy or was it difficult for you to go, okay, I need help. I need an infrastructure here. Was that a, uh, an easy threshold for you to cross? Yeah, I spent January to May building out the infrastructure of what I thought would be a scalable model. But as you build, you start hitting levels where you're like, oh, shoot, I never thought I would need. It's crazy. Like the smallest things start adding up like crazy time, like invoicing. Mm. I, sp- I probably spend a thousand bucks in labor per week sending invoices. Wow. 
So I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to automate. I never thought that I would, it would take that long to send this many invoices, but you have tons of little jobs and all of a sudden like I'm paying each guy X dollars. And so it's crazy. Like those little things add up and then you got to figure it out because you don't want your your sales guys just doing admin work straight. Right. Is, so it's not, it's not an efficient way to do things. Yeah, definitely. It's like every time we grow it, my job changes and you know, my job changes every quarter probably which is cool. I like it. It's just constantly learning and constantly failing and constantly trying to grow. And it's definitely, it's definitely weird sometimes. We've you know, talked a little bit about the core values and the philosophy and you know, the sons and daughters that are working for Rent Sons, you know, they have an opportunity to experience what you experienced when you're doing it on your own, which is forming these relationships with the people that they're doing work for and making those cross-generational connections. Yeah. I'm sure this happens all the time. Are there a couple of stories that stick out in your mind of like, this is a perfect example of you know what we're about. This really touches on our why because this happened. Yeah, I would say like one story that's been really beautiful or one relationship that I've admired um, has been Matt Neal. One of my sons has been with me for about two years and Claudette who... Um, is one of our neighbors and just he has gone there every week for you know about a year now it's just really amazing to see how that relationship has developed over time they spend thanksgiving together they're like real like son wow mom, you know like it's really beautiful to see that whole experience because that's really what it's about at a certain point the people do almost become like sons and daughters to these neighbors in a way not like literal but you know, where you've built a relationship with someone that's really meaningful because that person's there for you for whatever you need. And there's something really valuable that, especially as you're getting older and you might be single now or, or, you know, husband or wife might be deceased and your kids are in San Francisco and New York or whatever and you're alone and you have this house that you want to stay in and you just need help. So there's like a real beauty that happens there. So that, that relationship is really beautiful. Sometimes I get roped in on jobs too and when we don't have enough people or like we're just too booked out. So we had this like random job up in Boston that I just had to jump up to and I went up to Boston with a couple other people and come to find out we're moving a lady out of her home uh, after a 25-year marriage and she got divorced. So I'm moving her to uh, Rhode Island. You know, as we're picking things up, it's not a couch, you know, that's a memory that we're moving. Right. This box is a memory, that's a memory and this is our really meaningful moments to her as we put everything in the tr- truck we're looking at this empty apartment and we're you know going to close the door for the last time and i realized that i'm the one me and the other sons are the ones there with her as she shuts the door to one life and starts a new life and, and you know being able to give her a hug as she's crying and you know be there for her and, and then also speaking life into her new life like hey it's going to be great and helping her set up her bed and helping her get it organized and clean and making her excited about her new space so i'm getting to literally see like be there with someone as they're shutting the door to that old life and beginning their new life so that is not just a mover <laughs> no, not right. at all. So that's the moments that i realize are extremely impactful to me to her and that make us bond Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same thing for a junk removal if someone passed away mm-hmm. and now you're throwing away all their stuff or someone that's like painting and needing a new fresh look in their home or they're moving into their first home and it's a really exciting experience. All these moments that we get to help people with are just beautiful moments to bond. It's just it's something about accomplishing things, tasks together that bring people close together mm-hmm. and allow them to bond and, and give a hug and then eat a sandwich together and move on. 
So you, know. you have you have quite a few people on your team. You have quite a few run sons and daughters. How do you make sure that they are kind of resonating with what your company aims to do, that they're not going at it as like a, oh, I'm just here to move something. Like how do you kind of find people to to bring Rent Sun's mission out on every single job? Yeah, I think that's tough. It's like always realigning that. Or one of my advisors says that fish stinks from the head down. So it's the same <laughs> idea as far as like culture goes, you know, mm-hmm. like I have to live it out. I have to be speaking that into the manager's lives. The managers have to be speaking that into the son's lives, the, son, the senior sons. I mean, the senior sons, the senior sons have to be speaking that into the son's lives. Right. And then surrounding that with the culture and the branding and the story to keep bringing people back to what it's all about, you know, why these headaches are important. I think that's, that's the big one. And I think just getting people that align with your values is super important and the, that onboarding when people come in for their onboarding session where we're recruiting from and having a culture of people that love helping other people and that's why they're doing this job so if those people are associated with people that are here just to make a buck they will eventually start seeing the value because there is a lot of just joy that comes out of helping someone mm-hmm. it's like natural as humans mm-hmm. so that's I think how we try to do it I like that. And the culture does become part of a brand. I think a lot of companies tend to overlook that aspect when building their story and their brand. They don't think about the internal culture yeah. and how it can affect the brand externally. Yeah, it's critical. I think about that with like on-demand services. Like, Do you think you know, Uber's got like much of a culture with the Uber drivers? You know, They're <laughs> just like, this app gives me money and like, please rate me five stars. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really important when we're launching these communities that the community builder is, A, that community builder is trained very well and super aligned with our values. I'm very grateful for my staff. I have ex- exceptional staff and exceptional people that work for me. So, you know, getting them to launch them out really well and taking care of them when they're starting their communities and then making sure that the first sons and daughters that they are working with are aligning with the values. And it starts kind of small, you know, because that small headaches and struggle and bonding and being together all the time basically creates the initial unit of culture and then as people come in that culture then spreads out if i go in and i have a builder and then i have 30 sons right away that culture can just be shot so it's really important that it starts kind of small and organic and it grows out from there Mm -hmm. that's kind of our model that's where the why comes in again it's i was talking to a buddy last night he was just like you should have a manager every stable and i'm like okay you know like but that's not that's just not how I want my model to go. You know, like I'm not trying to be a billionaire tomorrow. Like I'm trying to build stuff that has the why, you know, is starting to see like real social change and it comes. Relationships aren't immediate. They're not over. Like you don't meet someone and marry them right away. You got to go on a couple dates. You got to ask them out. You got to get to know them. And that's like the same sort of deal when we start our communities. Like I want it to be not slow growing, but growing at like a healthy rate is that's what I'm looking for. It's like, what's the healthy growth rate there? Mm-hmm. So we can maintain our culture and values, but also be, you know, lucrative. So it's so it's a sustainable model. That way that people can live and we can make it through the winters and you right. know, grow and produce cash to launch new areas, etc. One of the aspects of a brand is not just what you project, but also what gets projected back to you. So your brand is how people experience your service. It's the feedback, the testimonials, the word of mouth that they're telling other people. So what is, what's some of the feedback that you've gotten from people that you've served? Yeah. What do they say about you? 
Yeah, I think the good things they always say, I like to think that we're punctual. We like to be on time. It's a huge one. <laughs> That's okay. Like, so, and we even, so it's company secret, but I pay people to be early. So you, you get paid to sit in the driveway for 15 minutes when you get there. I think Bill would be a perfect uh, <laughs> yeah. son because he's always early no matter where. So Yeah, well, you know, it's, <laughs> it was the way I was brought up, so. Yeah, you know, so, and it's definitely people are super late nowadays, I feel now, like. Now, growing up, it was if you're early, you're on time. If you're, yeah. late, if you're on time, you're late. Yeah, and if basically. you're late, it's unacceptable. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. you and I had the same parents. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened with you? I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm right. kidding. I'm Let's kidding. Let's go back to what we were saying. So what, what else do people say about Red Sons? Oh. I think they're willing. You know, whatever people need help with, they're willing to help. I think that's a big word that I see in a lot of the Google reviews. They're really caring, compassionate, hardworking. You, when you rent sons, like you, if you rent two sons for four hours, you have them for four hours. So if, if the job you gave them takes three, they're there for another hour. So we're always asking, like, hey, can we do something else? Can we clean your garage? Can we do some dishes? Whatever, you know. That way, they're really excited when they're like, oh man, I got a ton to, on my to do list done. I wasn't even expecting. I thought they were just coming over to weed in my garden. So that's like a nice aspect there. I think a lot of people like love the value and the mission of the whole thing. Yeah. So that's that's the that's all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So part of brand management is, you know, it's wonderful that you receive good testimonials and good feedback. But part of brand management, of course, is dealing with stuff when it goes sideways. Yeah. How have you approached that? Yeah, I think that's comes to the finishing strong aspect. Manny, the province manager, is going to be here. But, you know, someone didn't do a great job doing some tiling. Just small, small. So he's going to fix it. You know, that's part of our finishing strong is just trying to make sure people are happy and, you know, make it right. If something does go wrong, like, you know, we'll come back for free to fix it. And if no, everyone's not available, I'll come back. I'll personally come back. So, you know, we'll go and fix it or offer free work the next time or whatever, and then send a picture of us doing the work and then they fix the review a lot of times. So we do have five star rating on Google average, which is pretty cool. So we have it's pretty like, hard to do, actually. Yeah. 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 So Pretty good. No, that's, yeah. that's great. That's Speaks great for itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So try to try to do it right. You know, and it's it's hard when things don't go super great. I mean, I think for the amount of jobs we've done, we're doing a pretty good job. But right. sometimes people are just aren't happy, and you gotta do it. Do what you can to make it right is really what it comes down to. And it like kills me if everyone anyone's ever like upset. So I'll, I mean, I'll go crazy to like make it right for them. You know, <laughs> and the managers will too. Like the managers are like really compassionate and really caring. I want to do do it right by everybody. So I think that's the biggest fear when you're hiring someone that like if they screw it up, they're going to disappear. That's why we finishing strong is our third value because we believe that like the relationship will keep going if we're able to make it up to you. And do a lot of the um, rents on neighbors, your clients, do they continue to use rents on yeah. again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but a fairly large percentage, I would say 66% of our business is referrals, which is nice. Beautiful. That is tremendous. That so is neighbors tremendous. to neighbors. Yeah. It's very referral based. So... So just to recap, you know, as, as far as building the brand of Rent Sons, obviously authenticity, big component of that. You know, you, you had to figure out who you were, right? And you had to figure out how you could build a business that represented your philosophy and who you were. And then build a model that could scale and bring other people in and say, this is what we're about. We're about agape. We're about unconditional love. We're about growth mindset. We're about finishing strong. Are you on board with that? Yes, great. Let's, you know, you can be on the team and let's scale this. And then the relational aspect that you do, you know, that is part of how you relate to your clientele. 
like you said, we're not the pro movers, but we're going to do it at a less rate. And we're going to provide an experience that you're not going to get from a professional mover. It's going to be a unique experience. And it's going to be one that you're going to tell your neighbors about and that you're going to come back. And if you have something else, you're going to use us again because it was such a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just continuing to build that brand. And like you said, do it in a slow way. You know, you're not looking to be the next Elon Musk of, you know, home yeah. services. But you want to do it in a way that you can maintain the core values and the philosophy yeah. of Rent Sons. Let's be like a Patagonia or something. Okay. You know. Yeah. It's a good brand. Like, you know, owns the whole company. Really great culture. Still you know, probably a billion dollar business. Yeah, I'd like to bring this in national or international level for sure. I think that that why drives me. You know, at a certain level, at a certain point, you just don't really, like, life's fine. Like, I have what I need. Like, I know what drives me is really just the why. Mm. Is seeing the division in the world, is seeing kids go to the hospital for being depressed. Uh, that's the stuff that's just like, I can't I feel like I'm blessed to have the certain skill set, a certain drive to be able to build businesses and lead people. And I want to like utilize that to the best of my ability, you know, give it my all. That's what keeps me motivated. Uh, I think that's a fantastic place to wrap up. It's just so great to hear. It's the Red Sun's been in existence for just about two years, but just the growth that you've experienced and the why of why you're doing it is just a fantastic story to listen to. So hopefully our listeners, uh, entrepreneurs and small business people can take away a lot of what you've shared with us today and say, you know what, I can do this too. And I need to figure out how I can be authentic and what my why is and how I can inject that into what I'm doing in the world. Yeah. For meaningful life, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Pat, if people want to learn more about Rent Sons, about who you are, your why, and also hire Rent Sons, how can they do that? So if they want to hire Rent Sons, they go to rentsons.com and click rent. And they just fill out a simple rental requ- job request, which basically has tells about the job and then tells about who you are, put the credit card in, and then we don't charge the jobs done, which is 30 bucks an hour at a two-hour minimum. And then um, tell you who's coming, when, and once the job's done, we'll call and make sure everything went well. As long as it did, just charge your card. It's 35 in, in Boston area. But if you want to learn more about the why of the business and you know what we're all about, just click around the website. There's tons of like little videos that interviews of me, interviews of different stories of just beautiful stories of um, how sons and daughters have gone on this journey of coming in not knowing who they want to be and coming out um, knowing and having you know, connections and the inspiration, a lot of stuff that'll make you cry. It's, it's really beautiful. And we're always trying to document them. So, um, and we also have like a little blog that's worth giving a look, just, just post different blog stories and or Instagram. So there's a, there's a lot of good stuff on there. So check it out. Or drop me an email. You're welcome to drop me an email. <laughs> okay. Pat at rentsons.com. Easy to remember. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Too. All right, cool. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming in. This has been Fantastic listening to your story and just, you know, hearing about a company that is doing it for all the right reasons and uh, having a huge impact on the communities and expanding that out, you know, community by community. So thanks so much. I, pre- I really appreciate you. Yeah, coming. thanks for having me. I had a really nice time. So. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you next time on the Marketing Essentials podcast. See ya. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials Team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. 
And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.